Daily news, breaking updates, and exclusive podcasts. iTricks.com Hello and welcome to the Magic Stars Podcast. I'm Justin Robert Young, editor of iTricks.com. And joining me on the final America's Got Talent edition of this program, at least until next year or next season, is Nathan Burton. You can see him at the Flamingo Casino. And, uh, of course, he uh, was formerly the man to get the furthest as a magician on America's Got Talent and uh, a, a font of knowledge on the subject. Welcome back, Nathan. Thank you very much. All i got to say is what a season. Four magicians in the top. Uh, now they're all gone. And we got Copperfield rumored to be on the final episode. I mean, what a season for magic. I, that's all i got to say. Very proud of this season. Very proud of all the magicians. I think it was great for magic. And then we got Copperfield coming in at the end to hit a home run. Rumored. Yes, uh, not rumored, rumored, rumored. The big, rumored. the big rumors to... floating around is that David Copperfield will perform on the finale. So that's not United performances, now, but rather the United results. How else do you close up a season after such a great season of magicians, but have the legendary David Copperfield come in and close it out? What a season! Season five. All I can say is season six, right around the corner. Magicians get out there. Uh, they start actually auditioning very, very soon. And I think because the magicians did so well this season, we're going to see a lot more magicians on season six. And the more we have on there, the better chance we have someone of actually winning this bad boy one day. I mean, you got to figure between season six and ten, a magician's got to win at some point. You know, I think it certainly did a lot uh, for, for the viability of the art. We can get into the bigger picture stuff later, but let's deal with what went on this week. It, it came down to one man in the final ten, and this was certainly a hard road to hoe. Uh, Michael Grasso had to be among the top four to make it to, which was really, but uh, they, they called this the finals, but really it's a two weeks of finals and they're making another cut, so technically it was the semi uh, the semifinals. Um, but he, he, had to, he had to really, really, really uh, distinguish himself. What did you think of his performance on Tuesday? I, I thought he did a great job. He's Excalibur. Um, it was a, you know, you got to remember there's a lot of stuff that no one knows what's going on is, you know, trying to find material less than a week that can do in the studio and rehearse it. I mean, there's a lot going on. People don't know, but you know, he went where no one's gone before. He made top 10 and it's amazing for Matt. I mean, the further we get for the minute, for the magic community, the better for him. And, you know, it helps all of us. Uh, did you, I mean, obviously he made a big, big, uh, splash with, uh, his semifinals performance. Did you think that, and obviously let's look on in hindsight that he did not make it through, that he maybe needed to go bigger or is it just one of those things where you only have X amount of time to put something together and that was probably as best as he could put on stage and execute? Well, you're very restricted in that studio as far as, you know, it's very hard to do black art or, I mean, it's just, and it's, it's just, you're very restricted. You've got a video screen that behind you and you got, can't, I mean, you just, it's hard to pull off big stuff in there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very tough environment. I mean, if you perform in your own theater, you can get away with a lot, but in TV too, and it's got to work. I mean, you got to remember that you get, you're, you're performing live on the East coast and, I mean, all you need to do is have one little cable snap or something, and you're toast. So, you know, for <laughs> by the way, on live just, television, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
And there's magicians that won't even do live feeds. They always pre-tape, and this is live television. Even though it's you know pre it's taped for the West Coast, it's still live on, on the East Coast. Coast. Yeah, and you got millions and millions of people watching. It's a lot of pressure, and also it's a live show. I mean, it there's no stopping when that show runs, and you know they got to keep it under the hour or two hours, whatever the, sh- the length of the show is. And this is a, there's a lot going on. There's definitely there's definitely a, a different energy versus the live show and versus doing the pre-tape uh, where you shoot it two months before it airs for the, you know, the beginning rounds. They're, I mean, they just take their time and they, but the live show, it's, it's, it's a real deal. Now, let me, let me ask you this, because during the last version of this podcast, uh, you, you let off your commentary about Michael Grasso with uh, his, his story in the pre-roll where he talked about his medical history with having, uh, three kidney transplants, and and I would say that I don't think that was the sum total of, of your opinion on Michael Grasso's performance, but it, it seems like on, on the website and, and feedback that I've gotten that maybe people thought that you were disrespecting Michael Grasso. Can uh, you clarify your statements? Let me, uh, I'll clarify. I'm quoting the producers. When they, when they bring you on the show and they give you the little speech before you perform, and they, they tell you people are going to get knocked off, people are going to you know get made fun of, and they're going to tell you, but they, they tell you, use the exposure. And I'm quoting the producer when they say it's, it's 60% talent, 40% story. They tell you the story is super important. So if, if they took it in the wrong way, I, my job right now is to help the magicians that want to go on the show I've been on the show. Uh, I've worked on it even after a couple seasons later. And I'm just trying to give insight into, because we just go, I want to do this trick. I go, but the trick is not as important sometimes as a story. And you, and I have magicians call me all the time. They're like, well, this is what I want to do. And it's like, well, you need something else to go with it. Have you ever had any challenges in your life? Or have you been in a car accident? Have Do you have cancer? Do you have that? Because that is part of the character. That's part of the, it's just as, just as important as having a great illusion or magic on the show, you have to have a great story. So, I mean, and I by no means was I dismissing, dis- dismissing you know, kidney transplants at all. I was just saying, people call me and go, oh, I, was, I was attacked by a orangutan and I was out of the show for two years. I'm like, <laughs> that's a great story. That's the truth. I, I had a call yesterday. Someone said, I want to go on the show. And I go, what's your story? He goes, well, I was attacked by a orangutan. I had to go to physical therapy. And I very self-conscious about being on stage. And I said, that is a perfect story. I'm not saying that I'm glad that happened to anybody, but if we all have hardships, and if you have a hardship and you're going on there, you have to use it if you want to play the game. Just like if if a magician in Vegas that's worked in shows and they go, what's your dream? You have to say, my dream is to perform in Las Vegas. Antonio had his own show, yeah. and, but he still, this was his dream. You have to play the character. You have to give them what they want. If you go in and like, well, I've already played in Vegas and I don't need this show. You're not going to air. It's that yeah. simple. So my job here, not even a job. I'm just trying to help everybody. Cause everybody calls me and I say here, you know, this is, this is what I, this is my view on it, but the story is important. The, the material is important and you've got to play the game. All right. All right. Now, if somebody were to come up to me and ask, uh, if if a certain routine was going to play on America's Got Talent at the beginning of this season, and it did not include a major kicker, 
I theoretically would have said, well, it sounds okay, depending on the merits of the idea. Is it safe to say now, if you are doing illusion on America's Got Talent, your ending has to have a kicker based on what succeeded this season where there was so much successful magic? Um, it, it, it definitely has to be great material. And, you know, a lot of it comes with luck, and there's other factors that are out of your hands, other characters on the show, who, what works well with, you know, you gotta remember, you're just one element. You're one, you're one Lego in this, in this Lego house. And whether or not they got blue Legos or yellow Legos, it just depends on how it falls. And really, it's the luck of the draw. I mean, when it's your time to get off, you can't stop it. No matter what you want to do, if you, it's a roller coaster ride, and you're gonna go up and you're gonna go down. And when the roller coaster's done, you're done. That's, I mean, but sometimes you think you're done, and they bring you back. That's great TV. You know, they knock you off, they bring you back. Wild card show. I mean, that makes a great story. Well, but I mean. At the same time, like the 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 importance of of the kicker in in the routine, especially on television, was really on display this season, right? Yeah, I mean, you have ninety seconds to do the best magic that's out there in the world, and there's there's not a ton of material out there, even if you can get your hands on it. Uh, that's you know. I here, here's an example. I I, I think a perfect yes. piece for America's Got Talent is Franz Ferrari's Houdini box. The box okay. goes up in the air. The thing falls. The legs fall out. Boom! You reappear. Uh, one bit I pitched to him was uh, the, you have a camera guy filming the reaction of the judges, and the camera guy puts the camera down, and you're the magician that was up in the box. I mean, that's I think that's a great piece for television. For America's got toxic. You got the thing, you got explosion, you got the legs falling out, boom, you reappear, boom. You know, it's like that, but there's not that much stuff. And even if you can get permission from Franz Ferrari to do that, I mean, there's only, there's only, you know, there's only so many stuff out there that's good that can really, you know, unless someone's really thinking outside of the box, um, there's not a lot of stuff out there. I mean, you got to really search hard, even, even if money's not an object. All right. So. Let's, uh, I think, like you said up at the top of the podcast, great year for Magic from the contestants. Uh, Chris Angel performed, uh, you know, David Copperfield performed easily. You know, if you were to list, you know, the top five names in Magic, they would be at the top. Um, you know, what can we look forward to next year? Do, do, you, do you think that this is, I mean, if anybody who had, let's say, a big, uh, you know, maybe... They have illusion props that, uh, you know, is a season like this going to reconsider some bigger names wanting to enter the competition with the idea in mind that, hell, you, you could have a good shot at winning it? Well, I would say if someone, a magician won this year, then we wouldn't see a lot of magicians next year because that's just kind of, you know, and Terry Fader won, then you didn't see a lot of events. I think, you know, someone made it in the top 10. I think someone can make it in the top 10 again next year and maybe even do better. I mean, it's it's the evolution of it. There's going to be more people that are <clears throat> going to want to go on the show now. I mean, in the last couple of days, I've just even received more calls and people interested. Like, well, how do I audition and how do I how do I do this? And and I think we'll I think we'll see more magic on there. And they're also learning on America's Got Talent that the producers are seeing that you know magic does well and people like it, and so we're going to see more. 
But that also means we're going to see more. We're going to see more good magic next year, and we're going to see more bad magic oh, next year. Oh yeah, no, so we got to we got to we got to take the good with the bad. It's just if we're going to have more good, we're going to show some really you know jacked up magic, and we just got to you know it's all it's it's good for everyone. All right, two final questions. The first, you know, I've joked around on the site about. America's Got Talent being a house of horrors for magic and you know the, the, the finals curse and everything that we were joking around with. Uh, do you think that this season takes away that reputation that America's Got Talent is inherently unfair to magic? Because even though Michael Grosso didn't make it past uh, into the top four, even though he had a strong performance, I don't think anybody is really incensed about it. I mean, it was, it was going to be a challenge anyway, just because between Fighting Gravity, Prince Poppycock, and Jackie Ivanko... Uh, you only had one spot to go around, and there were a lot of people who performed really, really well in that final night. So, like, I but do you think that it's it, now the reputation is if you do well, you can go far? I think if you do well, have a great story, play the game, uh, and if everything else kind of works out, I mean, there's a lot of factors. That's why you can't. Um, these guys get so upset when they get knocked off. You can't fight it. So. It's a it's a lot of luck. It's you got to work your butt off. I mean, this is by far the best season for Magic. Um, we this is you know we've gone further than we've ever gone before. But it, there's just a lot of stuff involved, and you can't take it personally if you go on the show and you're knocked off right of the way. It just is what it is. You're going on television, and it's it's you got to remember it's not a talent show. It's a TV show. That's the biggest thing to remember. All right, and uh, here's my here's my prediction for next season. I think that the most that the the time for a very very certain kind of performer, and there are only a few of them, uh, to act is this season. That if they get contacted by America's Got Talent, uh, they should they should seriously consider it. And it, it is the people with touring illusion shows. Who, who have, and there are only a few that come to mind, and I don't want to necessarily name names, but like people who already have X amount of set bits, they can play larger, and they own the props, and even more, almost more importantly, they own the trucks, and, and they can move it from one place to another. They can get their stuff into the theater and uh, have the flexibility so you're not in the position like a lot of these guys are where, you know... Uh, you know, let's just say that, you know, especially when there were four magicians in the finals, I'm sure, Nathan, you were one of the guys who was getting calls, then everyone's frantically looking for illusions, right? They're looking for what they can get on stage and what price it's going to cost them to do it. But I think people who own props, who have stage experience, uh, this might be the year that they that, that you really think about it and say, let's let's go hard for it. Well, I'd say I agree with you. Let's... Let's say Lance Burton's not a household name. No one knows who Lance is, and he has this show. Lance could go on there and do really, really well. The problem is they want the chicken farmer from Kentucky that's never, you know, they want his, they want a Las Vegas headliner with all the stuff, but they want you living in Oklahoma, and you've never done anything in your entire life, and you've never, that's the, that's the double-edged sport is that you got to have the material and the material or for the pros that have only worked all the time, but the pros that work all the time they don't want because they want the unknown nobodies. 
that. Yeah, but you know, by the same time, if, if Antonio can be a hot dog vendor in New York, uh, you know, Lance can't be a down on his luck guy who just got fired. But then, but the, you got to take the performer. You know, we're not we're not mentioning any performer in particular, but the performer has to be willing to basically swallow their pride and say that I am not a big time magician and I want to be. I want to be a superstar and this show will make, I mean, you know, that's, that's, you know, if you take a performer that has that amount of material, are they going to be willing to say, yeah, I'm homeless. I lost <laughs> everything in the, in, in the hurricane. Yeah. Um, my kids, my kids are lost. Uh, they fell in a hole and we have cancer and I've never, you know, this is my dream. They got that, cancer that's... from the hole. There was a, can- yeah, was a hole mean, full what, of cancer. What, whatever the story is, whether or not, you know, yeah, you know, whatever the story is, you have to be willing to play that. And a lot of magicians, you know, we have egos, and it's you have to decide whether or not. But at some point, I mean, look at look at the payout. Look at what you get if you go far. If you make top ten, look, you're going to be on the tour. You're going to you're going to do 28 cities. You're going to go on to other stuff. Your website's going to get hit more hits than you've ever gotten in your entire life is going to happen. I mean, you there's this stuff that. It's this whirlwind explosion that happens to you being on America's Got Talent. When you do well, and if the American public likes you, it's unreal just the amount of emails and just the amount of blogging and just the amount of press. It's And your promo tape. Now, you know, you look at Michael. He's got the best promo tape in the world now. You take all the footage from America's Got Talent, you cut it into an eight-minute promo tape, and it kicks ass. I mean, you can't... Everybody knows America's Got Talent, and you take that footage, and now it's a win-win, you know, all the way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you can certainly say the same for everybody else on the show. All right. Yeah. Well, well, there we go. I mean, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna really, uh, I'm gonna miss covering America's Got Talent. I've made no secret of uh, how much I've liked doing it, and I'm really kind of upset that. Uh, now we're at the end. I almost, I almost want to keep covering it, even though there's no magicians on it. I want well, to keep, I want I to keep breaking week, it down. Next week we'll be doing Dancing with the Stars. Tune in. <laughs> we're going to talk about Hasselhoff. We're going to talk about whoever else is on the show. Exactly. Now, Bristol we Palin. Gotta, we're, we're, we're retired for another year, at least for this, you know? I know. I know. I know. Well, well next time maybe we'll do it from, from the beginning. Although I don't know how... How uh how we'll be able to to figure it out? Maybe maybe through the the, the early parts we'll do it like once a month, depending on how many magicians. Because I'll tell you what, if there's a ton of magicians, maybe we can do it every week. You know, there's there's season six. I prediction is going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, all all I'll say is, you know, if somebody theoretically had a ton of props and uh, had a full scale illusion show and had a backstory like you know, being sued for $40 million. Like, I think that that person might do really well on America's Got Talent. That'll, wow. That'll be, that'll be what I would, I would sign off with. Nathan Burton, of course, you can see at the Flamingo every day, but uh, it, it is, uh, and one day I'll remember your dark days, uh, Saturday or? Saturdays and Mondays. Saturdays and Mondays. Atlantic, Atlantic City, October 2nd. Then we're going to be in Lake of Torches in January. Uh, casino there and I don't know some other places there we go follow him at Nathan Burton CM on Twitter if you want to follow us get all the iTrick stories at iTricks on Twitter 
But until next week, I'm Justin Robert Young, editor of iTricks.com. It's Justin R. Young on Twitter. Bang and gone. iTricks.com.